welcome to Five Minutes of Cloud. Um, I'm I'm your host Robert Starmer, and I'm joined here by uh, your co-host Lou Tucker. Um, How do you do, hello, Lou? <laughs> uh, so we really wanted to talk about what we're always talking about, which is cloud computing and cloud computing technologies. And I think today's big thing is there's all this news running around about how cloud is failing, right? Cloud is not working for folks, uh, not meeting my business requirements. It costs too much, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's all this thing going on. So I guess the, the question that we really want to get into today is, is cloud doing enough for you, right? Is, is this the answer to all of your IT and computing needs? So, right, exactly. <laughs> so. And, and I think there's a lot in the press out there today that says that it's not, uh, that yeah. uh, many companies, I think particularly in um, these economic times are looking for ways to cut costs and they're going to their um, IT executives or whatever, and they're finding out actually that the cloud is increasing their costs rather than decreasing it. But do you think that's just because cloud costs are these sort of monthly billing cycle type things? I, I think yes. Yeah. Right? I, I, mean, I think actually it's easier to see what you spend on cloud. It's harder to see what you spent on your data center and uh, accumulating all of the expenses associated with running your own um, IT infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I, but I think there there is something to the these articles where they've cited uh, a lot of different companies that are finding that maybe going whole hog, going 100% in the cloud wasn't the right answer. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for companies, especially that already have data center environments, whether they're colos or even their own facilities, you know, they, they do these usually large annual spends on additional equipment or in the case of at least some of the customers that I know we've worked with, um, we're seeing things where they, well, I spent $20 million three years ago on all this hardware. And, it, you know, why is that not doing its business for me? It's like, you know, do I still have to then spend a million dollars a year or $2 million a year on cloud, right? So, right. I, mean, I, I do remember, I recall back in the day uh, when <laughs> cloud computing was just beginning, um, you know, there was a statement by Larry Ellison that cloud computing is just water vapor. And uh, <laughs> then three or four years later, Oracle finds itself competing with the rest of the cloud providers because it certainly has value. And I think it's important to understand where that is. But but that said, that there has been recent articles in, in VentureBeat, we've seen it in InfoWorld, uh, asking, uh, was moving to a cloud a mistake? And I think that what, what I think we would like to do, uh, in particularly in this kind of a podcast, is really take a look at that and guide people in terms of how they should think about clouding, because it, given cloudonomics and things like that, it definitely has a place in everybody's IT well, I mean, strategy. a lot of these guys there, it almost, to me, it almost seemed like piling on because I know I saw one article and then suddenly I saw three more and then I saw, oh, well, we've decided to get out of cloud. You know, that was the, um, uh, the uh, what was it, the backpack or <laughs> Basecamp guys. Mm -hmm. Basecamp. Right? Yeah, yep. uh, yeah, David Hansen from Basecamp was saying, oh, yeah. we're, we're getting out of cloud. We're, we're well, out of it. Well, for Basecamp, I think they're right. I mean, when, they, when you have a business and the utilization is really constant and that's yeah. not variable either by season or they're not having explosive growth, uh, that kind of infrastructure should be looked at for whether that should be coming back on premise. And I think that's what David's main point was, not that they eliminated cloud entirely. They've just found <laughs> that for their steady state business, uh, they can can much more effectively manage it. And, and keep in mind who Basecamp is. Basecamp is 
is one of the leading um, software uh, high tech companies um, in the world. They know how to operate infrastructure. Right. They have a lot of experience with operating uh, servers and software development cycles and things like that. So they're in a very good position to have this kind of mixed mode um, where they use cloud for some things and not for others. Yeah, I mean, I think there are other really, uh, you know, uh, frontline technology companies that are in that same boat. They're, they're the ones that have said, we're going 100% AWS or 100% Google or whatever, and they've made some amazing deal because they're generating such a huge amount of revenue on both sides of the equation that it makes sense. And there are companies like like Basecamp. Um, what's the other one? Dropbox uh, or uh, or Box? Uh, one, one of those they two were, guys, right? right? They were like, no, we're, we're never going to yeah. go to cloud, right? We're just yeah. doing it ourselves. I think that we've seen that actually since the beginning of cloud is that uh, companies that have very, very large storage requirements, uh, they actually, with the price of, of storage dropping, continuing to drop, this is the time that a lot of those companies are finding running their own infrastructure makes a lot of sense. Um, but but I think that we have to go back to sort of the basis of uh, cloudonomics. I mean, yeah. I think that we really understand what it is, where cloud is important, and every company in terms of developing this strategy should be looking at that. I mean, Joe Wyman actually had a book called Cloudonomics, which I always <laughs> recommended people read yeah. um, because it really shows that that the the main things about cloud computing were the benefits were was economics of scale. Uh, you're aggregating all of the the needs of many many companies and consolidating that. You're getting better utilization of the infrastructure, primarily due to virtualization and containers. Uh, time to market is allows you to, if you're a startup, they are all starting in the cloud. There just yeah. isn't any anything that can compete with that because they can immediately get going and they can focus on their core business. And they're also then able to leverage the expertise of cloud. If you're a new business, it takes a long time for you to gain the expertise and the maturity of your IT staff and operations to be able to run infrastructure effectively, and particularly when it comes to areas like security. And that's where cloud providers, I think, have a real advantage. But isn't, isn't that maybe actually the key, right? So if, you, if you've been running your own infrastructure, you have a set of processes and practices that, you know, whether you do it in a cloud provider or you do it yourself, you're sort of used to how that, that flow works, how those pieces fit together. And even if it's not super efficient, you know the timing for your next release. You know how long it's going to take to get that done. And and at least in my experience, a, a lot of the, the companies that we've worked with that are trying to enable a new cloud platform, a new cloud practice, a new cloud process even, they run into these issues where they're trying to do something in a more automated fashion. And often, to me, that's the real crux is the automation is the, the real sort of bugaboo in the whole process because they don't realize that, yes, cloud can be more expensive if it's done poorly. If you follow effectively treat it like your old data center and follow the exact same processes because you lose control. You have access to hardware well beyond what you would have had to deal with otherwise. And suddenly you're not necessarily automating things as efficiently as you should to get the best benefit from that cloud environment, right? I, I would agree. I would agree. I think it. I mean, as you point out, it comes down to how how effective you are in in managing your infrastructure and what kind of utilization you're getting out of it. Whether it be in the cloud or whether it be in your own data center. In the last several years, I think one of the things that have really changed also has been the growth of 
with a virtual machines, so virtualized infrastructure, uh, and in containers with Kubernetes, and the ability for things such as uh, OpenStack to allow you to develop your own cloud on your own premises. But again, it comes back to how do you automate the deployment of applications? How do you automate that infrastructure so that your operational costs uh, can be contained? Well, and, and if you're running your own infrastructure, often the, the security aspect, right? Because you mentioned cloud service providers often have a much more security forward presence and, and mindset, right? But that security practice is often something that sort of, I wouldn't say it goes by the wayside because there are plenty of PCI requirements and HIPAA requirements and, and other sort of process management requirements that force some level of security and security operations. But if you're in your own environment, often you're like, well, the firewall is my boundary. And so I'm not going to worry about anything inside of the firewall. I remember talking to a bank right. about, you know, automating all kinds of amazing network security protocols and things like that at one point in time. And, and they're like, no, we have these monster, you know, F5s at the edge of the network. They handle mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. If it's inside, it's inside. <laughs> that's where your problems are is inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I, think, I think people are finding that the, um, you, you need to be able, and that, that expertise takes time to develop. Yeah. And that's, that's where I believe that whether you are running your own infrastructure or your own private cloud, or you're at a public service provider, you need to have expertise uh, in security and draw upon those resources where you can and the services that are largely gonna be external. Yeah, yeah, especially especially as you start looking at like single sign-on services and you know single point of identity, uh, often you're not running those services yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially, you know, today's world is also shifting. One of the benefits of cloud is that it is outside of your data center. It makes it potentially easier to allow your partners and your customers to access your services through the cloud service provider's security layer, right? Yes. Um, if yes. you have to try to implement that yourself, it, it might, again, the, the costs are always the thing that right now, especially given the economic situation we find ourselves in, or at least implied that we find ourselves in, I'm still not certain what's going on there. Mm -hmm. But uh, given given that, you know, is, is the, is the ability to drive that security model something that that really makes uh, makes cloud much more useful to companies, even though they're looking at it and saying, "Well, how do we manage these costs?" Right. Um, exactly. So is that yeah? So if that's one of the drivers, that's great. But they still have this problem, I think, which is that the automation of all of these services and these service integrations are something that still seems almost outside of the bounds or the scope of most of these organizations. So they're saying cloud is failing me, but in reality, it's not cloud. It, cloud is just a, in a way, a different data center because that's how they're treating it. Right? That, that's the, a, that's, yeah, right. I mean, th there's a term zero trust that is being yeah. used today. And that's really about um, making sure you tie identity that you pretend as if you have no firewalls because that the ability for the bad actors to get behind those firewalls uh, is pretty apparent today. And so what you need to be able to do is protect every application. And you really have to have a very strong sense of identity and the processes in place by which every single service can do that. Now, there's a lot of new technologies out there. Uh, I'm myself is a particular fan of things such as Istio and others, yep. whereby that security is sort of built in and the zero trust is accomplished. Even though you do have partners that are coming in and putting in their inventory, putting in their, their catalogs and things like that and accessing um, your IT systems, you need to be able to do that in a way that you always can trust the individual at the end of that. Yeah, the the, the connection, you know, the, the, the 
access and connection, the secured path between all services is something that is, is probably easier to enable with a cloud mindset. And I think maybe that's mm -hmm. the big shift that that I think we're both hoping to drive in this in this in this conversation today is that it's it's not so much a thing, it's not a place, it's a process. I, th it, I think I, I came exactly up with that the other day, right? It's it's it is it is a, a way of thinking about how you do things that makes it cloud. Um, you know, NIST NIST has their very nice simple model of you know what is cloud. It's elastic and you know measurable mm -hmm. and all these wonderful things, mm -hmm. which I think are a hundred percent right. They really do define the core of what cloud should mean for somebody. But at the same time, what we really want to do is is change people's thinking, right? Yep. Cloud is yep. not a thing that you buy. It's a way of using the things that you have bought. Right. <laughs> right? And, and, in, and in fact, people today really are recognizing that and they're saying that they used to talk about it as a hybrid cloud, which meant that they were going to span their resources over their private data center into a cloud. Now they're much more talking about multi-cloud strategy. Because yeah. when you look across the applications that are being run in enterprise, there's SaaS applications such as Salesforce.com they might uh, be using for their Salesforce. Uh, they may be having some services running in more than one cloud because they don't want it to be tied to a single provider. And then they have others that are working in their own virtualized private cloud. So it really is a multi-cloud strategy that they need to start thinking about. So cloud is here to stay. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think that what we're seeing is much more hopefully an effective use of cloud and of where those actually, where the infrastructure actually is, whether you're a data center, private, a public provider, or in a SaaS company. Well, and, and especially with the with the SaaS component, we're now seeing services that are specific to cloud. I mean, one of the one of the things that I thought was always effective about cloud and, and OpenStack was one of the tools that I thought really drove that message well was here's a consistent interface. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. cloud, here are the consistent mm -hmm. set of interfaces that you can use to interact with that thing. And therefore, it doesn't matter who your provider is, whether it's your own internal provider or it's an external service. Uh, you know, the, the, the benefits of cloud for performance, uh, I remember one of the earliest projects we worked on uh, was at a large cable company and they were looking at, um, at, at moving from a VMware based system, which could have been a cloud for them had they been able to automate it, which they had real trouble mm -hmm. doing. And we were mm -hmm. helping them shift to an OpenStack environment. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in that shift, they were still, they still needed some of the old school services and access controls because of the some processes they had. I still remember the engineer we were working with, he said, yeah, I requested a virtual machine when we started this project and it's been six months, I still don't have it. <laughs> and, and that's uncalled for. I mean, that's, exactly. that works completely against what the speed and agility that you're trying to get yeah. out of cloud computing. And, and you know, the, the, to me, the crux of that was not that the resources were not flexible and dynamic and elastic and all the wonderful things that cloud brings. It's that there was a manual process jammed in the middle of this, right? A request had been sent via email to do a thing and that person forgot about it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Happen, exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, the, so so the, the result of a lot of this is people that are having trouble with cloud, in my mind, need to start thinking about how they are using those resources. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of the, you know, of all of the, the articles that were out recently about how cloud was failing everybody, a lot of them, I think, missed the point. They were failing because they cost and they were failing right. because the costs were growing. Why? Because they were treating those resources much like they treated their data center and their data center. Mm -hmm. They had fixed cost because they'd already paid for it effectively in most mm -hmm. cases. I mean, I remember, uh, 
HP for a while there had a thing where they'd ship you a rack of servers, but unless you powered them on, you didn't pay for right, it. Right. right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Exactly. So you could have unpaid, unrealized resource costs, but for the most part, you buy the server, you put it in the rack, and you turn it on. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I know one company that yeah. bought a bunch of servers and put them in a rack and did not turn them on, but that's a different story <laughs> right. altogether. Right. Again, lack of automation, lack of ability to automate those processes. So that's if right. that's and, and the, the other side of that is what I think most of these articles were really pointing to, which is I've got this resource sprawl. I have all of these resources. I don't know who's controlling them, who's managing them, what the life cycle of these things are. It just keeps growing. So how do you address that growth? Right. I think we know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's why the flip side of, I mean, there's automation, but then you also have to have monitoring of all of your resources and you have to be able to prevent that sprawl because uh, that's where public cloud has made it harder for companies because they don't they don't have control over who's been able to spin up those resources. And uh, they there may be a, a layoff or, or a project may change and those resources right. will just sit out there essentially being charged every day, every hour, uh, and the company only finds out about it at the end of the year or something. So yeah. I think that we, we but I'm, I'm very hopeful because I think that this whole journey has been about one of automation. Um, OpenStack was really about automating virtualized environments. And the having been at like Cisco where, you know, I saw the whole progression from where your basic, your network was basically managed by people logging into, um, you know, networking infrastructure, being able to, to make this switch or this router configured in a certain way to instead we want to be able to do that as code. We want yeah. to be able to have configuration become code because that way you can monitor, you know, how the code is produced. You can verify it and you can see what the configuration actually is and you can push updates with the push of a button. Well, and, and you can start to control your configuration. I mean, source control and, you know, infrastructure as code is really, I think, the the piece that many companies that are going to cloud are missing, right? The, the idea that everything becomes codified in style. Not that it's actually code, not that you're writing, you, you don't need developers running your infrastructure necessarily, although that's not mm -hmm. a bad idea, right? Um, but, but the fact that you can start thinking about all of these resources as things that you maintain and manage um, you know, that's, I think, the, the crux of the, the disconnect between people that are saying cloud is not addressing my business needs and how can I actually make this actually work for me? You know, what, what can we do to drive the story um, in a way that says, yes, cloud might not be working for you today, but here are the things that you can do, right? Mm -hmm. For one, look at where you're not automating, right? What are, what are things that you haven't looked at? How can I make sure that when something gets created, there, there are tags and processes by which I can discover, right? So that the ability to observe your state is so important. So many of the cloud companies that, or the companies going to cloud, I guess is a better way of describing that, that, that I've worked with um, had this idea of tagging, but they didn't implement it. So there was no way to say, hey, you know, which business unit is using which resources and how much do they cost? And I always thought it was really funny Every cloud, again, even the NIST model has measurable, right? You can define a cost for it, but often people never charged for it, right? Even internally, sort of a chargeback model was always missing, right? Exactly. So you say, yeah, cloud is costing you more, but who's using it? Exactly, exactly. Right. And, and I think that, you know, in, in today's economy, I think that where people are looking to, to trim their costs and everything else like that, uh, one consequence of be might be that they scale back what they're doing in the public cloud, which is exactly the point. 
the whole point, you could scale up and you could scale down. And right. so as their businesses needed to contract, whatever, they were able to do that. So I'm not surprised to see that that some of the cloud providers are even publicly stating that they are seeing customers scale back. And that's just a reflection of the economy and, a, and of the power that you have when you're working with a cloud-based system. Yeah, well, and, and the, the best way to do that scaling is to actually be able to automate it so that you're not impacting your exactly. business, right? Because this, exactly. is, this is, to me, the big issue right now is that people are like, oh, I'm gonna get out of cloud. I'm just gonna dump all that resource and just get out of it all together. It's like, yeah, you've done that, but you've done that at a detriment to your business. Because if exactly. nothing else, exactly. you're now going to have to go in and say, okay, if, if we were using all of that resource in some fashion, even if we have the space in our data center, we have a, enough power, which is often the biggest problem, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's power and cooling that drives data center costs more than anything else. Right. But even if we have that, we still have to acquire the equipment. It takes time. It takes, you know, even if it's on the shelf, it's still going to take weeks to get to you and get it installed. And it all, you know, so it's almost better to say, how can we automate those processes that are most broken? You know, mm -hmm. force the company to go through a one month tag all of your resources. If you don't have a tag, it's going to get deleted. And there's some really good tools out there. Uh, Cloud Custodian is the one that always pops to mind for AWS, at least, that if you mm -hmm. have tagged things appropriately, you can do that. You can just say, wipe out anything that's missing a tag. Exactly. Right? Um, it's amazing just how because, fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're, they're virtualized doesn't make them less part of your infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. You I still mean, need to have that inventory. Yeah, and, and the, the, the older inventory systems, you know, the, the classic uh, ITSM uh, sort, of, sort of systems processes, they're not wrong. They're just not, they were never designed with automation in mind, right? right. They were never designed with that sort of systems process in mind. And I think that's the biggest gap that we see is this lack of ability to, to translate what we used to do. <laughs> you know, we used to manage huge data centers manually with people running around, you know, looking for things. and. Now we just turn excess resource off, right? That's at least that's the you know the the big cloud provider model. Us little right. guys, no, right, <laughs> right. So exactly. Much, right? Um, but but we can get to that point of, of automation, and I think helping you know helping companies find the path to automating what they need in cloud, whether it's at a service provider or in their own data center or in a partner's environment where they can turn resources on and off. That's really the, 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 the shift that I think many of these customers need to start thinking about. Um, and I do think it actually probably addresses the things that people are talking about in terms of this, you know, cloud is failing kind of, you know, message that, that we started with here today, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, right. I mean, well, I, I, I think, don't, yeah. we start to get into some of these as we do a deep dive into each one of these areas. Uh, going yeah. forward. Oh, well, and I think that's just it, right? There, there's so much to there's so much to talk about here, right? I mean, we could we could talk for hours on any one subtopic. I really want to get back into, for example, talking about zero trust and the shift sure. that the shift that security can potentially provide for us. Um, you know, operations. Uh, you know, SecOps, DevSecOps is one of the new sort of quasi buzz terms that that people are talking about because security is such an important area that that people fail to see. But again, all of this is predicated on first thinking about how you can enable better automation of all your resources, right? Exactly right. So, hey, many topics right. for for next time. Uh, you know, I think I think we probably you know churned the air long enough today. Um, okay. But uh, we're looking forward to, of course, having folks next time. Uh, and uh, you know, the, the the there there's additional information as well. Um, you know, we're in a sense, sponsored by Cumulus Technologies. So our, our website has data, cumul.us, K-U-M-U-L.us. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, uh, to chatting again next time. Very good.
Great to talk with you again, Robert. 